Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my fellow music believer, Simon. Simon, my good friend, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Josh. How are you, mate? I'm good, I'm good. I am just about to crack open a beer, which you might pick up on the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big old spiked. Big old spike. I'm just going to have a sip of Rooney. Refreshing. How you been, mate? How you been? Yeah, good, good. Bit busy. Yeah. Busy with work and getting ready for the last year of TAFE and uh, all that fun stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Busy. How about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, a lot going on. Just mentally exhausted from one job and then going and working another job. And it's just like, <sighs> why do we do it? You nah, know, bloody, know. bloody kids always needing food and clothes mm. and education. I mean, it'd be easier if someone just sponsored us and then we like <laughs> just done this. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd totally be on board with that. Sure. Um, do you have any uh, hot takes or emotions that you want to share about uh, the Wiggles being named number one on Triple J Hottest 100? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I want to share them. Um, All right, well, let me look. What, what, that article by... Was it Rolling Stone or Music Feeds or something like that? I thought it was a really good article mm. about it. It was trying to work out how they won, um, whether it was actually, you know, the most popular song, which in that case. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, or if it was done for a joke. Mm-hmm. And they were like, <clears throat> people threw, what was, fuck, I cannot remember I cannot remember the percentage of votes that went to the Wiggles, but it was like huge. Yeah. Like in the grand grand scheme of things, it was something like 20% of the votes or something went to the Wiggles. Wiggles. And it's like it was nowhere near the most popular song in the Hottest 100. Like the Kid Leroy Bieber song, which came second, has like millions of views. Yeah, yeah. Millions of streams on Spotify and Wiggles hasn't even cracked a million. It's like 200,000 odd. Um, so like it's not the most popular. So people just voted for it because they thought it would be funny, and now it's the hottest one hundred song. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. Like it's a fine cover. It's cool that the Wiggles done something. Like I'm not against the Wiggles. I thought it was cool when they got them on to do it. But I think it does bring up the question on whether like versions should even be allowed to. Do it, yeah. Um, like I get, the, I get that it was released in that year, but it's not a song from that year. Yeah, like the amount of good original material that gets released yearly, like yearly, <laughs> you're talking fucking heaps of songs. Yeah, and this was the first year that I distinctly remember a lot of uh, like a versions really getting a push into the hottest 100. Like, there's like over the years, you've started to see more and more, but mm. not a huge amount. This year, there seemed like I think even in the top 10 alone, there was a couple of yeah, like a versions, including the Wiggles. 
my opinion on it. Yeah. It was a terrible song. It was a horrible cover. It wasn't wiggly enough. It wasn't yeah. wiggly enough. They do what go mean? into hot potato though, don't they? Oh, yeah. They threw in <laughs> fruit salad. Oh, my oh, God. fruit salad, that's it. I did, that's the thing. Like if the song as it was, if it had landed top 10, I would have gone, sure, no problems. Mm. I don't think it was a particularly good song and therefore I don't think it warranted being number one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but, you know, I'm also like, well, you know, Thrift Shop won it one year. And I'm like, I kind of prefer Thrift Shop over that cover, over the Wiggles cover. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Thrift Shop is it's an original song (laughs) and it was like number one fucking everywhere. Like it makes sense. Whether I like the song or not is beside the point. It was a popular song. Yeah. The Wiggles beat Justin Bieber. (laughs) I mean, that's not even taking into account that we're not even talking about Justin Bieber being on – Triple J. Mm. Like, I mean, that doesn't bother me in the slightest. But, no. like, 10 years ago or something, I would have been like, that's How fucking blasphemy. Like, it's, cha- it's completely changed Triple J. And, like, that's cool. We've spoken about it. I completely accept that. Like, it's not it's, my music. Because a couple of years ago, there was a push to try and get Taylor Swift songs onto it. Yeah. And, that, they, and they shut that down. I was going to bring that up. So they were going to do that because Swifties. Yeah, why not? There's bajillions of them. That's cool. Um. And they were like, no, we're not doing it. We're not allowing that to happen. And it's like, well, the exact same thing has happened, just it wasn't pushed on a <laughs> Facebook page. Yeah. That's why they shut down the Taylor Swift one is because it was pushed on a – which – so? <laughs> so, like, you're allowed to yeah, try and get people – like, it's a weird one because people always post up after – like, after people post their 10 submissions or whatever, mm. they already posted. So there's already the, in that sense people are already promoting the Triple J Hottest 100 uh, and, you know, what they're voting for. Obviously mm. back then it was a bit more direct in their, you know, let's go vote Swift. But there's still people still promote who they think yeah. should be. And, like, the amount of people I saw of lists with that stupid Wiggle song in it, mm. like, come on, guys. I mean, to be honest, uh, just because of the type of music and the way votes were going, I haven't paid attention to Triple J Hottest 100. For years. Mm. Um, in my opinion, they have to somehow change it. It needs like to- it has to be an original song from which was released in that or no live versions yeah. like of any kind of live music. I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. Yeah. If this but- is the catalyst for them to kind of reinvent or recreate the Hottest 100, fantastic. But fuck off. I mean, the, the only thing that bothers me really is that, like I said, there was so much good music, yeah, original music that was released and what, like another worthy song missed out. Yeah. Came 101. Yeah. And the, whereas- Kid Leroy is Indigenous. They could have had their first Indigenous winner of the Triple J Hottest 100. Yeah. And Bieber. <laughs> but, you know- but still. But, but Bieber's huge. Yeah. Once again, people go, people vote for Bieber. But he's kind he of, wins. And I'm like, yeah. oh. And like, it's a fine song. Yeah. Yeah. My kids like it. They dance to it. Yeah. I know it. I'll, I'll be honest. I have no idea what the song was. I know the song, but I don't yeah. know it. Yeah. yeah you know no, what I mean? I know it. But um, that was what was disappointing. It was like you've, you've thrown away a spot. 
or worthy. Mm. In a time where kind of we need change, we need we we need positivity around different cultures. Would have been a great time to be like Kid Leroy number one. Mm. Fuck yeah! And even if it's not Kid Leroy, like the Eagles don't need our help. No. They've been they're, there. They're done the that. biggest kid band of all time. Like <laughs> they don't need the money. They don't need the exposure. They don't need any. Like it's cool that they won kind of, but like <laughs> it's not. No. It's, it's not. Really it's not. It's not. Yeah. Anyway, I just because it's been the first time since we've recorded since that happened and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, there you go. And what I'm also about to do is get your opinion on an album that I gave you. Hey. <laughs> so we're doing an album swap today, guys. Um, uh, for those, it's been a while. yeah, it has been a while, as Stain would say. Um, so, if, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the process, Simon and I give each other uh, an album from our quote-unquote personal collection that we don't think the other would have heard. Um, something that they're not too familiar with, and then we get, uh, then we come back and we talk about it. We talk about the album, so. We experienced mm-hmm. and yeah, talk about good ones, bad ones. Um, what have we had in the past? We've had uh, it'll be Mary, it'll be Mary, uh, Rollo Tomasi, Arcane Roots, Sleep Token. Um, who was the I got I gave you Dead Mouse one time. Did I get not Sparkadia? Yeah, yeah. I gave yeah, you Sparkadia. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've had oh no, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, yeah, I gave you a fiasco. Yep. Yeah. So there's been some there's been some good art. Bit of variety. Yeah. Bit of difference. All that sort of fun stuff. So who would like to start? All right, I'll go first. You'll go first. Okay, you go. So Simon gave me this relatively unknown artist. Um as always. Uh by the name of uh Justin Randall Timberlake. Um and he gave me his uh second album. Future Sex Love Sounds. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was an interesting conversation when uh, Simon's like, oh, what? so what don't you listen to? And I was like, oh, not a lot of country and pop. He goes, well, <laughs> you're going to get some JT. I'm like, all right then. Now, I want to preface this by saying that I like JT. Um, I've never been against his stuff. I think he's a fantastic singer. Mm-hmm. This album is good. <laughs> it was Asterix. <laughs> like I kind of, I, I kind of sat there listening to it, and sometimes I'll sit when I'm doing this. I'm kind of I'll sit there and I'll kind of intensely listen to it, like where I'm not really doing anything too much to draw my attention away. And, you know, for the most part, I was kind of bopping my head along to some of the songs. But then I discovered what it's perfect for. So I've started playing this game called Lawn Mowing Simulator. And it is the perfect background music for it. <laughs> it's just varied enough. It's a little bit poppy, so you're kind of bopping your head while you go through and you play this. Lawn Mower Simulator. Tell you what, fucking best game out at the moment. <laughs> Um, okay. It is. I'll get a bit more into like some of the songs I like, but for those of you who hadn't really heard of it, uh, which I would be shocked if you hadn't heard of this album, 
Um, came out in 2006. Um, he worked with Timberland, uh, who else? Danja, Will I Am, Rick Rubin was involved in a bunch of different in a song. Um, it was uh, album produced six singles that attained chart success. It, I think it sat number one in the Billboard 100 for seven straight weeks around that time. Um, and like the, the singles that came out one after the other would take number one spot. So it didn't matter what it was. There was always a new JT single at the top. Uh, fun fact, uh, most of the song lyrics uh, were not actually written down on paper. Um, he actually believed that it would slow him down when creating the songs. So for most of the album's productions, Tim Blake composed the, composed the lyrics in his head and re- record the song shortly after. Um, some songs were contemptual, uh, conceptualized within a relatively shorter time, while others uh, took longer because Tim Blake wanted more to incorporate more variation. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of the songs kind of float around the idea of sex and love. Um, however, uh, as somebody wrote, uh, the, ver- it, the album illustrates the very nature of how sex and love are interchangeable and immu- immutable and contradictory and complementary all at the same time. Yeah, so they're like for a quote-unquote pop album, there's actually a fair amount of layer to it. Um, there is actually quite a lot of good little tunes in it. Um Obviously, you got the big ones like uh, "Sexy Back." Um, I didn't actually realize for, uh, until I was playing it that uh, "What Goes Around Comes Around" was on on that album. Okay, and I'm like, I actually really like this song. Uh, "My Love" is another interesting track. Uh, it's got Ti who sings it, but it's kind of a weird track because in the background there's all these weird little noises. Like during the chorus, and I was like, "The fuck is that? What? Why is that a layer on a song? I don't get it." Um, for the song that Will I Am produced, "Damn Girl," it was actually really fun, and I normally don't like anything Will I Am touches, um, just because I think he's a, a bit overrated. But it was actually a really fun song, and it kind of reminded me of the later period of Childish Gambino. Um, when he gets into a more of his soul phase, um, kind of really has that, as the kids would say, soul drip to it. Um, and this is 2006, so this is a while ago, and then, but compared to where we're at now with Childish, uh, I will say when Sexy Back started playing, uh, I felt like I was back at some CD club at 2 o'clock in the morning with some bump and grind going on. Uh, it actually kind of made me feel a little queasy, mm. like I'd been drinking too many vodka Red Bulls. Yep. Might have been because at the time I'd just finished like an energy drink. Um, and I also didn't realise that it goes for four fucking minutes. Like I'm halfway mm. through the song, I'm like listening, I was like, oh, yeah, surely it's got to be wrapping up soon. It's like, no, only two minutes down, there's still two minutes left. <laughs> How? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, all in all, it's it's a it's not my cup of tea, but there's stuff on it that I like. Yep. And going back and re-listening to it, I think it sounds ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a fucking song on there with Three Six Mafia. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that they actually did a wrestler's theme song? Did they? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know much about them. So Three Six Mafia, just like this rap, a rap group from I can't remember where. However, they used to sing a song for a wrestler called Mark Henry, mm-hmm. who was known as the world's strongest man, mm-hmm. and it's one of the hardest like wrestling theme songs. And like the the opening lines is like somebody's got their somebody's going to get their ass kicked. Somebody's going to get their wig split. <laughs> And all the time, I'm like, I'm listening to this song that's like JT just doing his harmonic beauty, and then suddenly Three Six Mafia in there. I'm just like, yeah, somebody's going to get their wigs. <laughs> Why did you give me this album? Um, you obviously must like it. I do. I I like uh, JT's first two albums. Um, this one and Justified, I think mm. it's called. Yes. Um. So. It was around this time when, so 2006, I'd moved to Adelaide by myself for a year. This came out. Um, I liked Cry Me a River off Justified. I thought it was a great mm. little tune. And so when this came out, Sexy Back was obviously fucking everywhere. And I was like, oh, it's kind of a cool tune. I can kind of hear like some prints in it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I kind of just had it on the back burner. I was just like. You know, Sexy Back eventually got annoying because, like you said, it does. I can't really <laughs> listen to Sexy Back for the same reasons you just mentioned. Like you just – I just remember being young and fucking shit-faced at 3 o'clock in the morning somewhere. At Shad's. Yeah, at Shad's probably. And then, um, yeah, then they – he done – he released a, um, a DVD live mm. at Madison Square Gardens and a friend bought it for me. Because he was like, oh, I think you like JT, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's fine. I still hadn't at this point really heard the full album. Gave me the DVD and the DVD fucking blew me away. And I was like, I need to, I need to listen to this album. I'd heard all the singles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it's an incredible album. Um, I think because I'm a big Prince fan and there is a – for me anyway, I can hear a lot of Prince influence in it. Um, on that DVD, he has one of Prince's old drummers drumming for him. Um, so obviously it was a form of inspiration. And so, yeah, I I just really enjoy it. Like I know it's – like when you said pop, it, I mean it's a massive, a massive genre. Yes. And I was like, well, let's just go for like something that's almost cheesy, <laughs> huge, start yeah. there and then kind of figure out what kind of pop you do enjoy. Yeah. It is it is like you, it's easy to paint it with the general brush of pop. Yeah. Um, there, there's like. But there, is, there are elements that are definitely, you know. There's a lot of R&B in there. There's, there's a, lot a bit of, of soul. There's, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. For certain songs there's like definitely and you're not your formulaic like pop sound to it, which yeah. is great. Like um, Love Stoned. Yeah, Love Stone's a great song. Uh, 
like I mentioned before, My Love's really good at that. Damn Girl. Um, even Summer Love isn't, yeah. isn't too bad like that. Mm. But yeah, there's, I mean, why, why do you listen to Justin, uh, why do you listen to Justin Timberlake? Because he's nice and easy to listen to. Yeah, yeah. He's perfect for when you're playing Lawn Mowing Simulator yeah. and just want something that's varied enough that it doesn't become um, monotonic. Yeah. Um, and his voice is great. Yeah. Like I'm never going to be, I'm never going to say, you know, oh, he can't sing. He can absolutely fucking sing. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to just kind of sit there and actually have some dedicated time to mm. music that I wouldn't listen to. Unless, you know, forced. Mm. I mean, I know, I knew that you knew Sexy Back. Yeah. And a lot of people stop there at Justin Timberlake. They're like, mm. yeah, Sexy Back, I've heard. Everything's like that. But I know that there's, um, on this album, obviously similar sounding songs, but that you could tell they were like, this is a single, this is a big hit, let's yeah. make it repetitive, let's make it, you know, all the hallmarks of what a big hit is. Like what goes around isn't anything like that, and that was a big hit. And it, you know that's a bit more of a slower, yeah, R and B kind of infused number. Um, yeah, I'd, so I, I kind of wanted to go, you know, try and change your perception on what <laughs> what um, Timberlake's like. Yeah, I, I, I mean, will I go back and listen to this album? Probably not. But it was good to in, indulge in. Mm, that's all right. And that's what you want. You know, you just need to indulge in certain things every yeah. now and again. At least you have a informed opinion now. I do. On, I do. On that. Because you might, someone might go, you might like shit. And you go, oh. Hold he, up. He does, <laughs> he does have a couple of other songs that let me, isn't sexy back. Yeah, let me, let me show you what he can do that isn't, yeah. you know, formulaic. Oh. Alrighty. I'm happy with that. Simon. All right. So you gave me Action Bronson. And his album, Mr. Wonderful. Uh, Action Bronson, born Arian Arslani. I hope that's how you say it. Probably not. Uh, New York native, for those who don't know. Um, so Mr. Wonderful dropped in 2015 and was his major label debut. He had previously had mixtapes and EPs beforehand. Um, collaborators on the album include The Alchemist, uh, Mark Ronson and Noah Shabib. Uh, the Alchemist he's worked with quite a lot, I believe, in the previous mixtapes and whatnot. Uh, so this was actually my first time listening to Bronson and my introduction to him. I did know him previously through his chef, um, <laughs> his food, his, TV uh, shows. His web series called Fuck That's Delicious. Yeah, I've, I've just seen clips and stuff like that. And I've always thought he's a cool guy, but I've never actually listened to his music. Um, and finally, like I knew he was a rapper. And funnily enough, the first thing I hear is him singing. <laughs> um, so I was kind of surprised. Kind of off key, but it's cool. Like the vibe, kind of like that man singing at a blues bar kind of vibe. It's catchy because I've been singing it the whole time <laughs> before we started recording. Um, I also noticed the production. I've got the retro soul instrumentation, which I actually really like. Um, it kind of reminded me of Jizza, the production style. Finally, I start hearing rap and it's kind of clear to me that he was a New Yorker from, <laughs> from that. And so I check and, yep, yep. sure enough he is. Um, his flow I didn't find unique. 
I didn't find it bad at all. Like mm. I liked it, but I was just like, oh, this kind of sounds like something. So I kind of looked it up and a lot of people think he sounds or compare him to Ghostface Killer. Okay. Yeah, a yeah, lot. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not going to claim that I thought that because I didn't. I was just like, this kind of sounds like someone. Yeah. I don't. I don't value my opinion on rap enough to claim that because <laughs> I don't know enough rap. I just, yeah. I, I really like uh, 36 Chambers. Like I really like it, but I didn't think it sounded like Wu-Tang. And then when they said Ghostface, I was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of hear that. So that, that that's the thing. But like I enjoyed it. It didn't throw me off mm-hmm. at all. He's really witty, mm-hmm. which was cool. Um, lines like, I'm going to read these. I can't rap. Um, all I do is eat oysters and speak six languages in three voices. Of acting crazy. Well, that's yeah. a great line. Um, and I had dreams of fucking Kerry Hilson in my Duncans, woke up naked at the Hilton with a bitch that looked like Seal's cousin of Easy Riser. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't have to do Seal like that, I guess. But So he, re- he references someone who looks like Seal twice in the, in the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's poor Seal. Um <laughs> So, yeah, like I mentioned before, uh, he has food, like a, a food TV show and whatnot, and he references food a lot, which I liked. I liked that he'd done that. Um, it's kind of like uh, it's, it's showing another side of him, but it's like not a side that you normally see. Like artists usually show <laughs> something, you know. A bit more hardcore. Yeah, especially in the rap game and he's just like, nah, fuck it. Like I love food. Mm. <laughs> and he like, I mean, I mentioned one of them before with oysters, but. Yeah. Like, he, like they always say that food is the language of love. Yeah. And, you know, if you fucking love it, sing about it. Yeah. And he, he uses it like as metaphors and yeah. whatnot from, you know, being in love to having sex to hating something. Like he, it's great. He references it all the time and it's awesome. Uh, overall, I like the album. The thing that lets it down a little bit for me is the pace or the dynamic of the album as a whole kind of sits at like the same tempo or the same energy for the duration of the whole album. Individually, I liked every song. There wasn't a song that I thought was bad, but as a whole, it kind of didn't move enough for me. I don't know if that's a – it's hard because I don't listen to rap all the time. So like – the albums I like and listen to by bands have, you know, these big dynamic shifts, big tempo shifts, things like that. So I don't know if it's necessarily a rap thing that I'm just like not hip to or not. And I don't think it's necessarily Bronson as well. Although his kind of flow and energy is the same throughout, I think it's musically. A lot of the songs are similar, like the instrumentation. Yeah. Like it's got the same vibe throughout, which is good because it's an album and you want, <laughs> yeah, I just. That's fair enough. I wanted energy shifts. Like I wanted there to be like a fucking rager at one point, but there isn't. Like it's just that that same nod your head, yeah. cool stuff. Yeah. is The sound, the sound is very much a 60s, 70s blues bar. Yeah, this is that kind of retro soul, yeah, bluesy. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I fucking love that sound. I love it. But, like, it didn't change. Like, the energy, there just wasn't that energy. Um, yeah. But, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it kind of, 
kind of could drag out when I was sitting down just listening to the album, doing nothing else, writing my notes. It kind of felt like, okay, mm. come on, wrap it up. Surely there isn't too many songs. But like you said, for JT, it's actually it's makes the album really good for casual listening. Yeah. Putting it in the car, cruising around, you just sit there and nod your head with a smile on your face and then you're six songs in. Like it's it's good for that kind of thing. Um I think I could say that I'm a fan of Bronson now. Like I really did enjoy the album. Yeah. Um I didn't move to any of his other stuff just because I didn't have time, but <laughs> everything I read was um, his mixtapes before this are all phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, the critics for this were like pretty mixed reviews. Yeah. Some of them kind of mentioned what I did about the energy. Some of them didn't like the misogynistic lyrics. Yep. It's hard. Going back and re-listening it, because I went back and re-listened to it as well, it is quite misogynistic at times. And Bronson Reed has gotten himself into trouble uh, before with people uh, questioning his lyrics and some of his things. However, he uh, there was twice where he was invited to perform at something, and then they these were at universities. And yeah, people, yeah, I did read that. Yeah, but then he he said this is him depicting a story. Mm. It's not how he feels. Yeah, how he feels. I mean, and, that, and then that goes back to our question. So I was like, well. It's an age-old question. Where do you draw the line? To me, it was obvious it was a story. It wasn't like, oh, he's playing a part or telling a story. It yeah. wasn't like he actually thinks this. So, yeah, overall, like, I really liked it. A uh, couple of favourite songs were Brand New Car, Thug Love Story, which is the interlude. Of yeah, the, that's a good song. I, I don't know if it's a homeless person, but it sounds like, uh, <laughs> sounds like one of those times where you're, like, just out on the street in it's, the middle of the night and there's a guy walking past and you just chat to him and then they... It's 3, it's 3 a.m. You've just been kicked out of a club. You and your mates trying to figure out what's next and there's a guy standing on the corner just, you know, mm. mumbling and then you get talking to him and then he spits out this yeah. amazing story. It's just like, and as he caps it off, he could be saying, is it about a woman or is it about drugs? Yeah. I mean, we had... <clears throat> the singer in my band mm. was walking down Rundle Mall and... I think a guy asked him for a smoke or whatever and he said no and then they just got talking and the guy was telling him a story of how he is uh, Jesus reincarnate and Elian was like, okay. But like he was like, but like I know you don't believe me. Like there's there's no point. Like I'm not here to change the world. I'm here to watch and kind of went down this crazy fucking story and he, Elian, <laughs> secretly grabbed his phone and hit record and recorded this guy's telling a story yeah. and we've actually used it on our songs. Like we just put it in the background of like <laughs> in spaces or whatever. Kind of reminded me of something like that. Yeah. Um, it's great. Uh, it's an interlude. It only goes for a couple of minutes but, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Um, Baby Blue and Easy Rider, uh, two other good songs. Yeah. I um, So Baby Blue is how I discovered Action Bronson. Yep. And I discovered it by watching the film clip at a gym. <laughs> okay. This is back when I was trying to be fit and healthy, you yeah. know, when it first came out. And I was just like, this is great. Yeah. This is like a really fun song. Um, my favorite thing about Baby Blue is the lyrics that Chance the Rapper oh, yeah. speaks. Yeah, the Ch- um, Chance Rapper feature, and that's pretty cool. Because I, I love it because they're so like everything he's, t- he's trying to wish ill upon someone, but they're all just minor inconveniences. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, some are. 
Well, I, some I, I hope you drink. I hope you pay for cult has razor blades in it or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like, I hope every soda you drink's already shaken up. Yeah. Uh, I hope there's always snow in your driveway. Always, yeah. Uh, I hope you. No, I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> I hope you win the lottery and lose the ticket. Yeah. Um, I hope the zipper on your jacket gets stuck. I hope your headphones. I hope your headphones short and your charger won't work. <laughs> and you hope, spill and you spill shit on your shirt. I hope you work Fridays. And, then there's, and it's uh, the busiest Friday. Yeah. Uh, I hope that you, I hope you ne- never get off Fridays, and you work at a Fridays that's always busy on Fridays. Yeah, and then uh, and then at the end he says, "I oh, actually, I hope you're happy." Yeah, I hope you're happy. I hope you ruined this shit for a reason. I hope you're happy. Yeah, and it's a kind of it was a song that kind of I discovered kind of while I was going through shit, mm. and so then I just kind of latched onto this album, and mm. you know I kind of just. The music and it just really spoke to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm I will be checking out some of your stuff. Some of those songs will be added yeah. to playlists. Like I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think it could have been two EPs. Yeah. Only only because of the energy kind of gets lost when you're sitting there just listening to the album doing nothing else. Um, but that's not enough to make me hate the album. I really. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. He also uh, uh, produced, uh, well, it was, only, it was unlike the only good song on the um, Suicide Squad album from the first one. Okay. Yeah. Standing in the Rain. He does it with, does it with Mark Ronson. Isn't yeah. Mark Ronson in everything? Yeah, it's because he's an amazing producer. That's why. Oh, that's right. He did Uptown Funk. I'm trying to remember the uh, the big one. He wrote. He wrote yeah. Uptown Funk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno Mars features. On yeah, yeah, that. yeah, but you know. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mark, like everyone goes, oh, that's Bruno. No, it's Mark Ronson. <laughs> Bruno Mars just sings. He he, you know, he done all of Amy Winehouse's it album. Yeah. In black, done his own two albums, which are fucking brilliant. Yeah. So yeah, him and Action Bronson together to get together. Yeah. And they do a song called Standing in the Rain, which is worth checking out as well. Yeah, it's a good song. Yep. So, mm. Justin Timberlake, Future Sex Love Sounds, yeah. and Action Bronson with Mr. Wonderful. Mm. And the front cover is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it looks like it's done in MS Paint. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> Him doing the splits. So that uh, image of that, I think he uses... Like a real does life it version. in acting crazy. Act, yeah, acting yeah, crazy. The film clip for that. Acting yeah. crazy is a great song. It is actually, yeah. And the film clip to Easy Ride is awesome. Yeah. Because he's, you know, talking about taking acid for 10 days straight. Yeah. Getting lost in the mountains. Um, but yeah, we, I could go on about Action Bronson for a while, but we won't. We shan't. Because we have more on the way. But we would love to know what you think. Uh, if you are a fan of either Action Bronson or Mr. Justin Randall. Justin um, Randall. Jert. <laughs> jert. <laughs> Man, I love Jert's album. You should have gone with Jert. That would have been so jert. much. JT. No, you're Jert. You, you are Jert. Jertstified. <laughs> jert. I mean, it makes sense. JT. Or Jert. JT's too cool for like a white dude. Jert sounds like a white <laughs> He should be could Jert. You, could you imagine Jert producing jert. something like um, what goes around comes around? 
it just wouldn't sound right. Like a jerk. <laughs> anyway, let us know what you think of jerks and action Bronson. Um, we would love to hear what you think. Uh, and you can let us know that by contacting us at facebook.com slash ultra of noise. You can check out Simon's band Facebook at facebook.com slash the unset. And you can check me out at twitch.tv slash mad dog playing lawn mowing simulator. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start to. <laughs> it's going to be like my like my easy night where I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to sit there just zooming around. Is there like a cheat where you can get a rope and tie it to the hill's hoist? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking great. If there are no hill's hoists. That's the problem. I have to actually physically get on this ride on mower and oh. go around. No, nah, mate. You should be like that kid off that ad. Yeah, it's all the chores. Fucking that kid's genius. Anyway, as always, stay safe, everyone, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye.